The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. It's the best lip balm in America. Wait, what? Lip balm can be that much better? Oh, yeah. Hi there. It's Doc Thompson for Balm Shot. Just go to balmshot.com. Balm is in lip balm, shot like shotgun shell. You got to read the entire story for yourself at balmshot.com. But trust me, you will love it. And right now, if you order six of them, you'll get a free Balm Shot uh, lip balm, plus a logoed baseball hat, and free shipping at balmshot.com. But make sure to use the promo code DOC, balmshot.com. The author writes, if you live in the U.S., chances are that growing up you had to take square dancing in gym class i didn't did you uh i had to take one of them yeah something like that really? in elementary school that's, yeah that's interesting yeah. i just learned something new today they write i myself spent a week at my rochester new york high school learning to alamon left and right skills i was highly unlikely to ever need again <laughs> they went on to write and i'm not going to read the entire thing okay, but i'll just okay. read chunks of it it's very very long just so many, words. so many words, so many words. As it turns out, there's an unusual reason why so many American students spend their formative years learning to do si 28 out of 50 states have declared square dancing their official dance. This is part of a, co- a coordinated campaign, a dance-spiracy. If you, <laughs> I'm sorry, a, a what? A dance-spiracy. It's a dance conspiracy. No, I get it. A dance spiracy. I, I get it, but that's that's a cool word. This is a coordinated campaign, a dance spiracy, if you will, the author writes. Okay. To make square dancing the official dance of the U.S. in the hope that doing so would give square dancing and its related activities more visibility and have a positive effect on recruiting new dancers. But the institutionalization of square dancing isn't just about the joy of dance. It's about America's legacy of racism and anti-Semitism and the surprising tools that get used in an effort to uphold whiteness. We're still talking about dancing, right? Square dancing and not all dancing, just square square dancing. dancing. We're still talking about square dancing. Exactly. For a second there, I thought you were talking about, you know, I don't know, KKK, you know, lynching people. That's what we're talking about. Square dancing. It's virtually the same thing. It's the Okay, you're (laughs) not getting it. white people doing that. See? I mean, come on. It's the same thing as a KKK. Right there. Right. You see them dancing. Okay, I He's uh, spinning her around spinning and Alamon left and do si do and yeah. all that. It's the exact same thing as lynching black people. Wow. I really have. It's the same thing as clubbing Jews. That's wow. what it's like. You might as well be doing that if you're square dancing. Wow. You grab your partner and twirl it. Whoop, you might as well be uh, turning the fire hoses and the dogs on black people. Wow. That's you might as you, you want to understand more about this? I would like you're, to, please. You're, you're really showing your ignorance here. I I know I am, and I'm sorry about that. So please. The author writes, to understand how square dancing became a state-mandated means of celebrating Americana and whiteness, it's necessary to go back to... The 70s? No, much further back. But a person in America. George Washington? Henry Ford. Henry Ford. Why Henry Ford? Ford? Aha, see? Why Henry Ford? He hated the Charleston. Is that another dance move? Yeah. You Which know, one Charleston? is that one? That's the one where you get together and do your like... Oh, okay. Got it, got it, got it, got it. You know, the 1920s, yeah, yeah. roaring yeah. 20s. He also really hated Jews and believed that the Jewish people invented jazz as part of a nefarious plot to corrupt the masses oh, and take man. over the world, a theory that might have come to a surprise to the blacks who... The black people who invented it. I really want to be a Jew. You get blamed for everything. It's like... Mm-hmm. 
Henry Ford did. So, you getting it now? I'm getting it. Okay. I'm getting it. I'm getting he, it. See, the author writes, black people, he thought of Henry okay. Ford, were not necessarily evil, but certainly not as swift as white people, and were particularly prone to be manipulated and controlled by the Jews. Mm. So, he didn't have so much trouble with the blacks. Oh, you no. weren't all that bright. But the real problem is the Jews controlling the Jews them. Control them. By the way, that's uh, part of the reason why there's so Middle Eastern and so many Muslims outside of Detroit in uh, Dearborn. Because oh, he hired a bunch of them and brought them over. Oh, to battle the Jews. To battle the Jews. That's right. Ford hired black workers, the author said. We're still talking about square okay, dancing. Got it, got it, got it. Ford hired black workers and paid them the same as white workers. But he was very concerned that they, along with his other workers, would be morally corrupted by the evil forces of jazz. Jazz, he believed, would lead them astray, propelling them toward liquor, tobacco, sex, and all kinds of other sins. Ford and his wife had long had a long history in what he termed old-fashioned dancing when he brought... The Wayside Inn in Sudsbury, Massachusetts in 1923, he hired a man named Benjamin Lovett. Aha, you follow mm-hmm. on Benjamin Lovett. Yep. To not only teach square dancing mm-hmm. to he and his wife, but also he, to guests at the inn. See? He hired them to teach this racist dancing. This dancing. By bringing square back dancing. square dancing as well as other primal Anglo-Saxon dances like waltzes and quadrilles. Oh my gosh. Ford believed he would be able to counteract what he saw as a wholesome influence of jazz, the the unwholesome influence of jazz music. To bring his dream to life, Ford poured tons of money into square dancing and country music in general. And in 1926, he published an instructional manual for aspiring square dance instructors titled, Good Morning, after a sleep of 25 years, old-fashioned dancing is being revived by Mr. and Mrs. Henry Ford. It's a long name. Long that is title. a very long title. Long title. <laughs> but on the front and then down and to the side and around the back. Yeah. Anyone's in the seams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he also required his employees to attend the square dancing events he created for them. Well, duh. He funded fiddle contests and radio shows promoting old-time dancing music as well as the creation of square dancing clubs all across the U.S., where modern Western style square dancing as we know it was now really was really created. So there you go, Chris. You getting it now? <sighs> no, he doc, knew. I'm, I'm actually even more upset at this. Author. The square dancing was keeping the whiteies in power. You know what? It, he knew jazz and the Charleston and other stuff. The blacks would be running everything, but puppets of the Jews. <laughs> the Jews would be wielding power behind the blacks with their jazz music. I know. Uh, mm-hmm. Square dancing, it's not really white supremacist, whatever what this guy believes. But now, I really want it to be. Because this guy. You want it to be. I think it's clear. I don't know if you know this. Obama was controlled by the Jews. And the Jews were using jazz music and other forms. Uh, can we just go back to normal? Okay. A little bit more here to help you understand because I don't think you're getting it. I'm not getting it. The but- author right, Ford saw these dances as intrinsically white and thus more intrinsically wholesome. Along with his wife, their square dancing instructor, Benjamin Lovett, uh, he campaigned to bring square dancing to the physical education classes of students across the country. See, you give me the kids. If I can brainwash the kids, well, that is your kids with racism kids. and stuff yeah. like Hitler did against the Jews and they will rise up. So Henry Ford mm-hmm. used it in mm-hmm. reverse, right? Mm-hmm. I get the square dancing in the schools. I'll control the minds of the kids and they'll stand up to the Jews. <laughs> See, 
So he's the one who campaigned to get it in uh, education classes. He believed it would teach kids social training, courtesy, good citizenship, along with rhythm. Good. Because if there's one thing that square dancing has, we know it's rhythm. Oh, no. It does not. I mean, a lot of, lot of no. rhythm. Lot of... <laughs> That's why it's a square dancing. Because huh. he just follow the steps. And the schools agreed. By 1928, half of the schools in America were teaching square dancing and other forms of old-fashioned dancing to students. In the 1930s, another square dancing aficionado, a Colorado school superintendent named Lloyd Pappy Shaw, helped revive the tradition once again and continues Ford's quest to spread square dancing to schools across the country. He added to Ford's Good Morning instructional manual and created the Lloyd Shaw Folk Dance Program, traveling the country in hopes of getting schools to implement it into their physical education programs. And throughout the next few decades, modern Western square dance clubs popped up all over the country. In 1965, these clubs, initially led by a California-based National Folk Dancing Committee, white supremacists out of California, began their long quest to establish square dancing as the official folk dance of the United States. Now you understand, Chris. Now Now you're getting it. You know what? I'm in. Okay, one final little piece here. Oh, I don't... Right. So this is a cherry on top? Because he already oh, won yeah, me over. Yeah. Okay. From 1973 to uh-huh. 2003. And you were in school during those formative. I was, yes. There were over 30 bills proposed to make square dancing the official folk dancing of the U.S. Curiously enough, though, those who were most open to this were folklorists and square dancing purists who <laughs> thought that the Western style square dancing promoted these clubs by these clubs was tainted by newfangled moves and their tendency to use recorded music rather than live fiddlers. <laughs> they attempted to nationalize square dancing was granted in 1982, but only temporarily sponsored by a white guy. Here it is. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which white guy? Senator Robert Byrd of West Virginia, who at one time uh, was a member of, of the, the KKK. KKK. You see what I'm saying? Oh, this he is was also really house. old, but okay. <laughs> the bill has to pass the House and Senate and was signed by Ronald Reagan, Uh-oh. declaring square dancing the national folk dance of the U.S. from 1982 to 1993, 11 years. Mm. And Reagan, what color was he? White. Yes. And was he Jewish? No. No. And then finally, and I've left a bunch of stuff out. Mm-hmm. I just had to get through this. You know, the final, mm-hmm. the final statement ending okay. this powerful piece mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. white supremacy and the connection to square dancing. Okay. He wrote, if Henry Ford hadn't been a racist and an anti-Semite who believed jazz would be the ruin of our country, square dancing would probably not be a state dance anywhere. And you almost definitely would not have had to learn it in gym class. There you go, Chris. Hey there, it's Doc Thompson. want to tell you about another show that I think you're going to like. It's called The News and Why It Matters. It's a group of us talking about news stories that we think are important and why those stories matter to you. The News and Why It Matters. Look for it wherever you download your favorite podcast. In 2011, Aaron Hale, a former Navy chief, was severely injured when disposing of an improvised explosive device. He lost his eyesight and most of his hearing, so he returned to his love of cooking as therapy, and with the help of his love, Michaela, they created Extraordinary Delights, or EOD Fudge for short. These things are amazing. You'll love them. Go to EODFudge.com. That's EODFudge.com and try the caramel apples, the brownies, the strawberry white and decadent triple fudge confections. EODFudge.com. Promo code BLAZE to get 10% off. Knowledge is power. Tweet at us with the hashtag what I learned today. 
This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network.